What's up, Joe? What's up, everybody? Is there a doctor in the house? Man, there are several teams in the NBA right now that are struggling, including the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors, both playoff-bound teams. And the Lakers, a team that many believe would make the playoffs, is also struggling. Our basketball insider Larry Williams joins us to talk about what is ailing our troubled trio. So stay right there. We're talking NBA basketball on Sports 360. pleased again to have Larry Williams with with me here on Sports 360 to talk a little NBA basketball. And today we're going to talk about a couple of teams, a few teams who have been uh, struggling a little bit. Um, but first, Larry, how are you doing today? I'm great. I'm great. And yourself, Jeff? I'm doing great too. I'm I'm doing great too. I'm I, you know I'm just uh I'm enjoying these games, the NBA games, as as it comes down to the final part of the season. Um, and again, as always in the NBA, there are some interesting storylines. And today, you know, I want to talk a little bit, Larry, about some teams that are struggling, and and in particular teams that you know we believed were going to be title contenders, and in fact may end up being title contenders. But first. Let's talk about one of them. That's the Boston Celtics. Uh, the Boston Celtics had been struggling. As we're recording this, they beat the Golden State Warriors last night in Oakland by 33 points. So that was a big win for them. But prior to that game, they had lost five of six. And they've just been not the same team and not the team that I think a lot of people expected that they would be this year. Just a little bit too inconsistent. And so... Uh, starting with them, what, in your view, has been the cause or causes of their struggles? Well, I think it's a it's a number of things. Uh, just leading back right away, I, I see the fact that uh, you know they got a lot of young players. You know, and most of their players were used to winning in college, and and now they're losing and it's going through some hard times. So they don't they're not handling adversity. Uh, another thing, you know, you talk about those guys, uh, you know, they were lottery picks. So those guys, you know, got to play right away and they feel entitled. They feel like, hey, we're part of this team. You guys drafted us. You put us here. You know, you knew we could play. Uh, and, you know, with young people, you deal with the law of recency. So they remember last year they made it to the finals without Kyrie, without uh, Gordon Haywood, the final of the East, that is and played, you know, LeBron them to to tight, you know, last game series. And they not don't doesn't seem like they're handling that prosperity well. They they're forgetting that in order to do that again, you know, you gotta work harder this year because it's always harder to do things the second time when it depending on I mean when it depends on another opponent because they're prepared for you. And lastly I would say a lot of it has to do with both of their well, their GM and as well as the Lakers GM. Those guys uh, got expectations because both of them won champ multiple championships. As by the way, as players when they were young, you know, so their expectation may be too high for the kids, you know, that are that are there in Boston right now. So those those are factors that you know we all got away along with Kyrie, 
you know, boasting his opinions. And, and you know, that may not fit too well with, as, as the guy say, you know, I'm a grown man now. You know, you can't talk to me that way. Uh, and, you know, their feelings are hurt because their skin is not tough like guys used to be. So those are all factors that I think weigh in on what's going on right now on the court. You know, we we can speculate a lot of things, but just from being a former player, I know those would be things that would bother me, you know, if I was a young guy. And you mentioned Kyrie, and obviously with this team, he is a central figure. Um, he has, you know, made some statements recently about, not liking the business aspect of the game and and so forth. And he also made some statements about being a leader on the team, but you make an interesting point that last year, this young group of players made it to the Eastern conference final without Kyrie and without Gordon Haywood. And even this year, Kyrie has missed a certain number of games and the team has still played well. And so it sort of leads us to a question, and that is, are these Celtics a better team without Kyrie Irving? Well, that's that's a question to be asked, you know, and and it's been proven that they have won, you know, on a big stage, and they've won games, and they've won a, should I say, series without him. So if uh, the facts are the facts, then that is a statement that someone could factually make, you know, but I would beg to differ differently that if, if I, if I want to play, if I wanted to play basketball with the team, I'd rather have Kyrie on my team than not on my team. Uh, that would just be my personal opinion. Yeah. I feel the same way. I mean, he's a, he's a extremely talented player and um, he's won a championship. And he was a terrific number two to LeBron James in Cleveland. And, you know, I, and I think that people believe that Kevin Love, when they brought him into Cleveland, that he was going to be the number two. But it was Kyrie Irving who was, you know, um, he was robbing to, you know, legit LeBron James being Batman. You know, he really was a strong number two for LeBron. So I agree. I'd rather have Kyrie on my team than not. <laughs> And, you know, with with the lineup, with that, all the injuries and everything that's taking place this year and all the altering of the lineup, I mean, that, that, that goes to a part of it, not getting used to playing with the same guys every game, you know, and, and you know, the change is just hard on anyone, let alone when you depend on, on a group, you know, a team effort, and you're not knowing who's on the floor with you, you know, this game to next game. You know, the the actually the pace of the game changes depending on who your point guard is. So, you know, it's one way with Kyrie, it's another way with uh with uh, Terry Rogier, you know, maybe another way with Marcus Smart. So all those factors, you know, come into play with, with whenever you're playing, you know, at this level. Right. And you know, the Celtics again, they had a big win last night you know again when we're recording this they had beat the warriors uh, last night they're playing sacramento tonight and we'll be playing lebron and the lakers on saturday and and the lakers are another team that is struggling and um, i believe though that their struggles have pretty much ended their season um i i don't believe that they're going to make the postseason uh this year and so when you look at the lakers what 
in your in your view has been the source of their struggles i mean their struggles are, are almost identical to that i just stated with the with the celtics with the exception is, is the only exception i would probably leave is that those guys don't don't have the history of winning last year that the celtics had you know those guys were losing last year but all the other factors that i just said you know the lakers had you know the the young guys, you you know, they've been winning in college. Now they can't handle adversity, you know, just wanting to be entitled to something, you know. And, and again, the GM's expectation, you know, Magic Johnson, you know, won his first, well, his second year. He went to the championship his first year, won his second year in the NBA, you know. And, you know, when you get used to those kind of things, your expectation is a lot higher. So, I mean, it's hard enough to know that you're playing for Magic Johnson in itself. And with those young kids going through all different kinds of turmoils and thinking they're going to be traded and not knowing, you know, whether they're going to be uh, on the Lakers team, you know, when, when, when everything comes through, when, when it finally ends, you know, those things were stressing those kids. And it definitely has affected their play. And once you get behind the curve, you know, once you dig a, a rut, it's kind of hard to get out. Right. And you're talking about when, you know, the team was pursuing Anthony Davis and so many of these young players were mentioned as being a part of that trade package if they were to get him. Um, And, you know, the thing about the Lakers, though, L-Dub, was that they really were playing well um, until LeBron got his, you know, he suffered his, his groin injury on Christmas Day. And from there, it seems that they really have have gone you know, downhill. And so um, it, it's been a, it's been a really rough patch for them, but I believe that, you know, right now they need to be looking toward next season. And, and, and having said that you using LeBron, you know, as the leader for the Lakers and we're saying Kyrie's the leader for the Celtics, you know, Charles Barkley made that statement this morning about, you know, when, when, when guys got to understand one thing, when they're the man on the team, you know, you got to take the heat as well as, you know, the prizes. And, and when it comes down, he said he never remembered anyone coming up to Mark West or Cedric Sabalas and asking them, you know, why they didn't win a, you know, a championship at Phoenix. He said, but he gets constantly asked that question, you know, because, again, he was the man. And if those guys, you know, are going to lead those teams to where they need to be, you know, they're going to have to come up with a better approach when they go to the media, you know, to speak on those kids. But have got to understand that everybody's, you know, some people are sensitive. Everybody's not as tough as you are. And if that was the case, they would be superstars. So I think everybody's learning from this, you know, this whole process. I think Kyrie and, and LeBron is understanding what they can and can't say to their teammates now. And I, I think at the end, they'll all come out better. You know, they say if it don't kill you, it makes you stronger. Yeah. Well, uh, and now I want to talk about a third team, though, that is also struggling, and that actually is the Golden State Warriors. As I mentioned, you know, last night the Celtics beat them on the Warriors' home floor by 33 points. Uh, the Warriors are only 3-5 and five in their last eight games. I mean, they've lost to Houston. They've lost the to to Boston and they've also lost to Miami and Orlando. Um, 
should there be cause of concern uh, with the Warriors? <laughs> Man, uh, the Warriors, you know, Shaq, Shaq made a statement also last night. He was talking about how bored they were. You know, winning can can be boring if you don't, you know, if you don't know how to phone your energy. You know, you, you can get bored. You know, you're like, well, another game we're going to beat someone. And I think that's what the Warriors really, really are. They, they just expect to win every game when they step on the floor. I mean, I just think so. It's, it's, I don't think it's working out as well as they did think it would be working out with DeMarcus Cousins, even though I know he's still one of, well, probably the best center in the, in the NBA right now. Just chemistry is what winning is about. And right now, you know, I think they're – they're going to be okay once they figure out what it is he needs to do, what they need to do to help him as well as get theirs. But a lot of their losing coming right now because of their glue guy, which is Clay Thompson. So soon as Clay back, soon as Steph's back, Durant's back, those three combined, you can put any other two on the floor. And, and these guys, like I said, it's going to be a gunfight. And it's hard to outshoot a guy with a lot of bullets. And yeah. you only have a few. You know, you, you mentioned Clay Thompson, and usually when you think of the Warriors, you know, Steph first, Durant. Um, Clay is, is also, you know, prominently a part of that group, but sometimes he seems to be the forgotten man, and you just referred to him as the glue guy. Why do you see him as the glue to that team? Hey, he, he's the only one that every night you know consistently you can eat him in, but probably – and be safe if you say he's 20 and he's holding his man to 15. You know, you can safely say that. So so he's going to win every battle he's up against constantly. But other guys, I mean, I've seen Steph struggle the other night, and then his guy, matter of fact, they struggle against Kimball Walker, and Kimball Walker lit him up for like 30-something. They struggle against James Harden, and James Harden lit him up for 30-something. You know, so matchup-wise, Clay, Clay's going to do – everything that's expected of him and more the other guys you know you you expect them to score you expect Durant to get a couple of rebounds and you know block a few shots Steph make a few steals and a few assists but in some games Steph will go without assists he'll still score but he'll go without assists the only constant common denominator all the time is Clay Thompson you know so when you look at him he does the dirty work he does you know skill work uh, he holds the best man on the team most of the time. Uh, you know, he, he he's the glue guy. He's the guy that you know he can he can get the job done no matter what his uh, task is. And you know, even though the Warriors are struggling right now, I I, I have to believe that until someone knocks them off, um, that they'll get the job done as well. And so, even though they're struggling, I don't think it's a lot of concern for them. Um, the Lakers are struggling. I don't think there's a lot of concern for them either, but for a different reason, L-Dub, it's because they're going home, right? Um, you know, if if we were on TNT, we would make those gone fishing signs for them right about now because <laughs> they are about to go fishing. You know, they're going to, their season's going to end early. And so, you know, they're going to be out there on the lake, um, you know, uh, going fishing because, um they're in a tailspin that I don't think they can get out of in time to qualify for the playoffs. The Celtics remain an interesting team though, because of their talent level. You know, Correct. we know they can go deep in the playoffs. 
but also because of their inconsistency that they've shown this year, it's it's not out of the realm that they might be a first round exit. So I think they're the team that we want to look at of the three teams here that we're talking about today who are struggling. To me, the real question mark is the Boston Celtics. Okay, and, and, and again, when it comes to the, the playoffs, which I know the Warriors and the Celtics will be in the playoffs, I'll, I'll, I'll make it this simple for anybody that, that wanted to, 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 you know, guesstimate who, who has the best chances. You look at this roster, because when you get to the playoffs, you're only playing about eight guys. With, with Boston, you got Kyrie Irving, Al Harford, Gordon Haywood, Marcus Morris, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Terry Rozier, Marcus Smart. For the Golden State Warriors, you got Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, DeMarcus Cousins, Draymond Green, Andrew Iguodala, Jordan Bell, and I got Quinn Snyder because he's playing because uh, Childress is hurt. Childress is hurt right now. So, Quinn Cook, you mean? Quinn Cook, yeah. I got Quinn Cook from Duke because uh, Childress is hurt right now. So my my question was, out of all those players, how many of them have played and won a, a finals, you know, championship? And the answer would be everybody on the Warriors side. And when you go to the other side, the only one that's won a championship is Kyrie. So when you got one guy who's won a championship and he's the guy that the players are thinking is causing the distraction, and then you got eight guys who have all won championship and they've all agreed that this is the approach we should take. Which team would you put your money on to say has the best chance of winning? I mean, the ones that have been there. I mean, they understand what it's going to take. So I, I I don't think until Steve Kerr comes up and says, hey, I'm I'm concerned now, or if one of the players, Steph or, or KD, say, hey, I'm concerned now, I, I wouldn't be concerned with Golden State. Uh, Boston, we've heard two tales of two two cities in, in in less than two days. You know, one one will say, "Hey, we we got it together. We flew around the airport. You know, it was a long trip, so that gave us time to bond." Well, you got a short trip now. You're just gonna go right across to Sacramento. You know, so is, is, is that gonna be long enough to get the hmm. the plan in effect? You know, so we'll see tonight. It, it'll, it'll tell. But my money, if I had to bet right now before a game, I would say the Warriors still have the best chance out of those two teams of getting to the finals. Right. And we're just going to have to wait and see, you know, what happens with the Celtics and whether or not they can get their act together. They certainly, as you just mentioned, as you ran through those players, they have the talent. Um, it's just a matter of whether they can come together and and put it and put it all together and win some games down the stretch and into the postseason. So we'll see. We'll see, L-Dub. Um, but listen, I appreciate you taking some time today to talk a little NBA basketball with us. Um, we're certainly going to have you back. We have March Madness getting ready just to tip off. Um, I guess we have, the, what, the uh, the conference uh, tournaments first, and then we'll have Selection Sunday. So we'll certainly have you back after that. And even before that, uh, if if there are some things breaking off in the NBA or in college. But I, I do appreciate you taking some time to, to stop by today, today to talk a little NBA basketball. 
Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm looking forward to continuing our conversations. All right. Uh, so thanks again, L Dub, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Have a good day. Okay. Thank mm-hmm. you.